Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Hello, Mick here. <laughs> what? Who? What is that? I feel like I need like my own intro voice, like Mick, like pedal guys. You know, Mick, Mick, Mick on pedal guys. Like, hello, Mick here. Oh, oh, on the on that pedal show. That pedal, yeah. <laughs> All right, we can start uh, again. Jeff Fisher, Jared Brandon. That's Jared Brandon. He is a new knob on the guitar knobs. Um, we are happy to have him. I'm Todd Novak, but you guys already knew that. Um, so welcome, Jared, to the fold. Thank you. Um, is it? I hope you are excited being a new knob. I. I am super excited. Yes, I can tell that in your voice. When did you, you become ecstatic. a new knob? The other day when he asked me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we unfortunately had to say temporary farewell to Aaron, um, who has uh, been with us since the beginning. He just started a new job, and, and it's going to be kind of tough for him to do this. And, you know, we don't, we're not doing this for a living. We're not doing this for, um, <laughs> our pension or <laughs> anything like that uh, we're doing it because we love doing it so um we gave him that break and we pulled on jared because he has a uh extensive background um in uh in pickups in electronics and and um and on a lot knows a heck of a lot about uh classic guitars uh so that's pretty cool and um jeff you know He's just good color. Yep. So, <laughs> see? Um, good color. Okay, so let's just get to it. But if I don't get that paycheck next week, I'm out. Uh, is that coming in the mail? Yeah, and Jay is uh, absent today because he's absent. Um, he's got a lot of stuff going on, too. Um, so, you know, hey, life is busy. People are busy. Life happens, and, and that's the first and most important thing. Second most important thing is guitars, though. So... Um, I so, agree. So we're here. So, uh, anyways, um, Hefe, yes. What is going on in your world today? This so I week, got I got week. this thing in the mail. Yeah, which you may all find interesting. It is a string action ruler. Oh, that's cool. Yes. That does all kinds oh, of... Oh, I have one of those. Do you got one of those? Yeah, I got one of those. I got to get one. little metal one. So I, yeah. I saw an ad on Facebook from, I think it was Axe Junction. Oh, you get a free one? No. Oh. But they're like half off, like $9.99. $9.99? That's... $9.99. Man, you get that on Amazon for like two bucks. No, I don't know. It's the regular 20 bucks. Six bucks? 20 bucks. How much are they on Stumac? 20 bucks. Oh, well, that's Stumac though. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, but what you do is you get a really, really expensive uh, laser engraver, which would probably cost you twenty grand, and then you get the file for that, and then yeah. you just press start. And you can make your own, and you make could. you can make you know ten thousand of those. And, Man, if you knew and, someone that had a laser engraver, <laughs> yeah, and oh, twenty thousand yeah, yeah. blanks, you can of, lease those just like you lease a car, actually. But uh, you make twenty thousand or fifty thousand of them, and then you. You know, you lowball the current price, and yeah, the thing though is the accuracy of those. I mean, th that is those are very, very small. We um, have one. I have one. Uh, those are very small measurements, so it's it's 
kind of it's it's a cool little thing to have for sure. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So you got that in the mail. What did you do with Nothing. it? Nothing. I looked at it. <laughs> Try to figure it out. Like, okay. What are all the things you can do with it? Yeah. So. There's there's on there's kind of a lot, I and mean, it's it's almost like a scientific calculator. When you get it, you're like, sweet. Oh, I feel stupid. I figured I always I'm always trying to measure stuff, so. That would be a, a great little tool to have handy. Very yeah. handy for setting up guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why they made them. Sure. So. And I don't have a millimeter ruler, so this also will double as a uh, a thing for my bicycle, for my mountain bike suspension, right. so I can double. <laughs> That'll be handy on the yeah. mountain bike podcast. Definitely. We'll start that next week. <laughs> so um, many uses. So is that it? So many uses for it. That it? That did is you, all. Did you, did you, did you, are you going to go set up a guitar or anything like that? Change out well, strings actually, and set them up. Uh, I did play with it a little bit in setting up pickup height again because I was back nice. in the pickup height for That's some cool. reason, which we can maybe talk about a little bit later. When what we did you do with your pickup height? Were you lowering okay, we'll the talk actual pickups? Now. We'll talk about it now. Yeah, then. sure. So uh, Telecaster, uh, front pickup. Neck Sorry. pickup. Neck pickup. <laughs> front or the front of the guitar the front or the back or the back yeah. of the guitar yeah technically was, they're all front pickups they're both fun they're yeah. both fun was very muddy sounding and i wasn't getting much high end out of it and i was trying to get a cleaner high end out of this thing so i'm like i'm just gonna whack yeah just drop it to the bottom so i took it all the way down as low as it would go Ooh. which really did bring a lot more of the upper mid-range treble frequency back into the mix which i really liked resident peak what does that mean? <laughs> Wait a minute. You dropped, Tell us the, about you dropped the actual peak. pickup yeah. down in as low as it would go? It low, well, yeah. And you got more treble? Yeah. Which, if you, I if guess you talk about, if you understand resonant pink, then that would explain. Or, or resident peak. Residence pink. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, what is that? Can you enlighten us on resident peak? <laughs> A little bit. Resonant. Resonant peak? What's it called? Resin- resonant, yeah, resonant peak. Your your instrument has a resonant peak, but pickups themselves have a resonant peak, and uh, it's it's measured within a band and and uh, everything that has to do with the structure of a pickup, the the amount of winds, the magnetic flux, and, uh, strength, all that kind of thing controls like a, a fender is going to have a higher resonant peak it's you're going to have more highs and treble like you were saying than a p90 would mm-hmm. oh you, that's, and that's you already curious. know that you already know that a, yeah yeah we should have an episode about this hmm. in itself <laughs> well so every that kind of voices the pickup right right that's so. one of the right it's there's all the elements of the pickup control the resonant peak. There's Henry's to measure. We can get into that later on in a different episode. And um, there's a lot of little interesting things about pickups that we never even think about. We hmm. just plug the guitar in and go, you know. So I guess in, in this idea of the theory behind what happened was my resonant peak was maybe a, a lower bass mid-range. And yeah, be- something was... Something's causing it to not have the resonant peak that you wanted it to, um, and and yeah, the or the the gap between the strings and the pickup that changes everything changes resonant peak. Ah. I just I just said resonant peak because it just came to my head real quick. No, that's fine. But yeah, I was trying to 
I then went back to look up why would it change it that much? Why would it bring more high-end clarity by lowering it so far? Is Which, it, it seems to me, okay, now I, hear, I have no knowledge when it's coming to the electronics and sound, like, you know, the science. Um, or the sounds of science. Um, <laughs> but if your pickup is close to your string, it's basically like having someone talking like really close in your ear and you go, right. like, dude, back up. You're, it's just sounded like yeah. brr, brr, flub. That's right? pretty much the concept. Look at that. Yeah. I nailed in it. That, Good job. Dr. Science. In that, yeah, in that capacity, when you're talking about, you know, string, how close is it to the magnet? Yeah, that has a lot to do with it. Uh, a strap pickup or a tele pickup, that, that particular pickup that you're talking about, your front neck pickup. Front pickup. Yeah, the, the magnets are, are uh, up and down. Well, the, uh, the magnet itself is very close to the string compared to a P90. The P90 magnet is buried under the uh, right. bobbin, and then it's what's powering the, the magnetic flow is, is the magnet. It's got to push that magnetic flow through, you know, metallic material. Yeah. Like, and which is going to give it a lower resonant peak, right? Because you're you're losing every you know, time someone power. says resonant peak. All I can think about is I feel like Pete Townsend's whispering in my ear, going resonant peak. <laughs> it's a Buddha. I, I think of a mountain or something. Yeah, you know, with clouds and snow cap and whatever. But when you think of Pete Townsend, mm, no, that's weird. I think of breaking guitars when I think of that. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thanks, Jeff. That's very enlightening. You're welcome. Ish. You're welcome. We yeah. Got right into the meat and potatoes on that, didn't we? Yeah. So, Jared, how about you? What's going on? What's new this week? Um, business for me has has picked up. Um, and uh, so, to be clear, those who don't have a background or didn't hear one of the last episodes that we had, uh, we had Jared on as a guest. Um, uh, we met him at a guitar show a couple months ago, had him on to talk about, uh, his pickup winding. And, um, then all of a sudden he had a lot of orders, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this summer is usually treacherous for me. I, I don't know why I, I, you can just add up everything and, and it's just the way it is. Let's um, attribute it to the show though. Let's do that, just for the show's sake. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do that. Man, oh man, oh. you must have gotten a lot of orders from that <laughs> show. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, so you're busy. You're busy building, busy building pickups. Yeah, I I just got confused what show you were talking about, but uh, that, <laughs> that's why the long awkward pause for me. <laughs> But yeah, the what's new? What's new? In, sorry about that. So what's new in my guitar world? Yeah, I've I've gotten really busy over the past couple of weeks, and uh, so that has changed my wake up time every day. I now I have to get up earlier so I have more day, you know. Because yeah. you know when the wife gets home, you don't want to be away from her all night long, you know. So so yeah, um, that's kind of just changing my schedule that's around. Very romantic. Um, <laughs> you gotta you, you gotta attribute time to the family, man. Yeah, it's no, just I hear you. Whether you have five kids or just one wife and a dog, you know. So yeah. 
So yeah, that's that's kind of that's pretty much new in the as far as guitar world. But uh, any interesting builds come through today, and um, they're not builds; they're repairs. First okay. time I ever worked on this kind of pickup, and I took a picture of it. And uh, I've never, I'm not familiar with the pickup. I've seen it before. I'm not familiar with the brand, and I don't have the brand on top of my head. Um, I wish the information guy was here, Jay, yeah. but he's not. But yeah. uh, he can just pull it out of my brain like he does usually. But uh, really, really different. And um, I'm really looking forward to digging into him after uh, this what, podcast. What's unique actually. or different about it? Um, the coil is is not... When you wind a pickup, you're winding a coil onto a structure. Yeah. This coil is not has not been wound on a steel, or it has been wound on a structure, but then has been taken off that structure and wrapped in um, I've, tape. I, I've heard of this. I, uh, yeah. I, where, oh man, where did I just hear about this? I don't know if I heard uh, it or Bigsby, read it about it. Bigsby does. Yeah, this. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, Bigsby does this, and I don't think or these did. are. They don't make pickups anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I I get one of those once in a great while. Yeah. But uh, no, this these two pickups are dead. They're they're not reading at all. So hopefully huh. they're just connections because I've actually never wound a coil and then taken it off the structure upon which it was wound on. So yeah. What it, do you think is the uh, impetus behind that? Like what what purpose would that serve? Um, structure, I mean... Well, I mean, there is no structure at that point, right? Well, the structure of the pickup itself attributes to everything about the pickup. Right. How it's going to sound. Um, like, I, like I said about Resident Peak, everything about a pickup and how it's built controls how it's going to sound. Mm-hmm. How, you know, how it performs it. Is it going to squeal? Is it going to sound midi? Is it going to sound trebly or hot or whatever? So I took a quick look at it, took a picture, and um, what I remember about it is there were two ceramic magnets um, powering this thing as far as magnetic and like magnetic Big, big bong ones or something? Um, two uh, kind of the size of DiMarzio, maybe a little smaller. Okay. If you ever taken a DiMarzio pickup apart, I'm sorry folks no, for I people haven't. that have never done that but I have not done they're that. average size magnets i'm going to say that they're so bar they're magnets not poles. they're bar magnets they are bar gotcha. magnets okay. and um some weird diagonally i don't know i i uh i'm i'm gonna go ahead and give you a picture of this thing after the show and maybe you can post it yeah so people can reference this wacky conversation to to what i'm talking about yeah. to, to a visual so so anyway that's the newest and most interesting thing, which was hours before I left the house, coming oh, to this that's podcast. Cool. So that's got to be exciting that when you, if you're, you know, doing kind of the, not the same old, same old, because I know that you specifically like to work in redoing customs and stuff like that. But the old stuff, yeah. Yeah. When I get something old and what I've never worked on before, it is the highlight of my year. I yeah. mean, it's, it's education time. That's I cool. love it. It's exciting. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so, 
So what's uh, what's new with you? Oh, me? Yeah. Well, no. no. Um, yeah. I <laughs> have been man. I've actually had a really busy guitar week. Um, uh, two things in particular. Because I'll save the next one. Uh, well, no, I'll just say all three. Screw it. Real quick. So we got a bunch of pedals from Alchemy Audio, um, and we are all testing those out. And um, we're uh, just kind of playing around with those. We got a whoop, BYOC Fuzz. We got a we got a Alchemy Audio Dead Bat, uh, which is a battery like simulator, uh, a dead battery simulator uh, pedal. We got a um, we got a, a a Boss Bass Overdrive and a rat, a full-size rat that's been modded like bonkers. So we're having fun playing around with those, and that's for an upcoming episode, I think, potentially next week. Um, and then, let's see, had a show, two shows uh, this week, and... Um, Was that the same show? Yeah, well, I'm just saying it's two shows, because... I know. It was, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he used to play with us, uh, so yeah, so got to got to play in both uh, bands, and that was a heck of a lot of fun. It was hot. We were outside though, man. Oh man, mm. it was hot. Um, so so that was cool playing out. Got to play my new uh, right. uh, amp, all the my new, new gear. rig, all my new uh, rattlesnake cables. Thanks, rattlesnake cables. Those I'm digging. I gotta get another one though. Um, and then, but the thing that's been taking up a huge amount of my time, so I haven't been as active posting stuff because um, I have a really good excuse. Um, today, uh, I launched the guitarknobs.com website, and a lot of my blood, sweat, and tears has gone into that making that. And I'm very excited about it. I'm very proud of it. And I hope you guys check it out. Um, we've got a lot of good content on it. Um, we've got all of our podcasts, so you can listen to all the podcasts on the actual site. Um, we've got all uh, uh, for every interview, for every guest that we have on, I've got a special page that uh, it gives each of them a profile. So you can learn more about them after you listen to them. Um, and you know, a bunch of other good stuff on there. Uh, so, uh, check it out. Um, we're going to have a newsletter going pretty soon. Um, so, uh, we'll do a, a, a post about that, but, um, yeah, that, where, I, where would you find this so-called site? Uh, you might need the yellow pages. Mm, very, they, very they still classic. Make those. I mean, they the, still make the them. internet. Yeah. Do they still make the yellow they pages? Do. They still do. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I still <laughs> get one in the mail, but it's like the size yeah, of a magazine. Tiny. for thin. Yeah, I remember 30 years ago and it was three inches thick. Oh, yeah. I mean, kill somebody like, with it. Yeah. Just to put it under your cabinet and yeah. angle it up at you. You can't save your life with a phone book anymore. No. Not at all. Or hurt somebody with it. All right. You give them a paper cut, I suppose. But um, anyway, so yeah, that's been a. I, I'm very tired from doing that. <laughs> you still haven't. Have you said the URL? The URL is theguitarnobs.com. Thank you. You are welcome. So check it out. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Um, and ta-da. <gasps> okay. Thank you. No, really. No, thank you. You're the man. Um, 
So that said, we have Jared back on today as, like I mentioned, a a um, a new knob, uh, resident knob, and and he's going to lead our uh, episode today because w- the episode today is you clicked on it, so you probably already know what it is, um, but. <laughs> It's uh, we're doing we're gonna do a series uh, on each major pickup style. Obviously, there are all kinds of anomalies um, in just about everything in guitars, but we are gonna handle the 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 big ones. Um, we're gonna we're today's series today's episode. Sorry, is single pickups one hundred and one. Uh, we're gonna do one on humbuckers one hundred and one. We're gonna do one on P nineties. Hold it. I realize that those are single coil, but we're classifying them just differently because it's a whole other bag of chips. Um, and uh, wanted to give those uh, those things their own day in the sun. And obviously, there's a couple other stragglers that we might do a grab bag 101. Hmm. Um, anyways, so um, and the cool thing is Jared knows a whole community of uh, pickup winders out there. So this isn't the exclusive Jared's pickups deal at all. Um, you know, he, before I brought him on, um, he was very adamant about not making it be like that. Um, the, uh, the pickup winding community is, is a solid one. They got a lot of solidarity. And so he's, he's, uh, gonna pull in a whole bunch of other winders for us to talk to. And that's gonna be really cool. So we're going to have a a wide range of knowledge passing through here. Anyways, uh, Jared, take it away. Well, first of all, I am honored now to be a resident knob. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) You know, after a day of winding pickups, it's nice. You're a big knob, by the way. I, I am. Jared, I am in most Jared's, aspects. Jared is about seven foot two. What are you? He gets <laughs> yeah, taller six, six, every three, episode. Three sixty. Yeah, something. Every not, episode. Not quite three sixty. Big drink of water, dude. Yeah, I'm big dude. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's why anyways. I have three pieces of pizza. You know, when we go to the slice. <laughs> Mikey's midnight slice. Yeah. And then he goes somewhere else that you have second lunch <laughs> yeah, right, for dessert. No, um, today is a single coil day, and uh, it's going to be hard not to mention P90 because that's. That's a pretty historic pickup, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I I'd like to go through a, a little bit of the history and, and mention a couple of the uh, first people, and then uh, we'll go into some of the the details and what makes it what makes the single coil work, what makes the pickup work, and the single coil is the first pickup design. Yeah, and uh, a little bit about the single or single blah, the sixty cycle hum. That everybody that some people can't stand and then not the podcast even though those guys are pretty they're 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 good fellas right right no they, they name their podcast after yep. single cycle home yep uh, that a single coil makes it's basically uh, turns uh, a single coil is an antenna and it picks up uh, frequency so anyway um, I want to get into a little of the history and uh, Rickenbacker horseshoes come to mind. And uh, I know you guys know what Rickenbacker is. It's a guitar brand out there. Um, they had lap steels back in the day. And and uh, the Horseshoe pickup is their first pickup that uh, that they made. Was that like a, like a 
The old style horseshoe it's, magnets, it, the ones yep. that are red that have old, uh, no, not that. Um, like in the cartoons, kind of. <laughs> but uh, there were two guys, uh, Paul Barth and George Meacham, that were involved with Adolf Rickenbacker. Yeah, and uh, they uh, they're one of the earliest notable pioneers of the of the uh, pickup. And um, it it took around five years just to patent the pickup, and uh, so they those two guys I mentioned, uh, Meacham or Beecham and Barth, uh, they uh, they worked along with with Rickenbacker, and, and they come up with that design. And, and like I said, it, it took them some time to patent it, but they did finally. Uh, Epiphone, when it was its own company, they actually. Uh, paid them royalties to make a picker a picker a pickup similar to that. Uh, so other they, companies they just and they were building these for the the, the pedal steels it, lap just, steels, or lap yeah. steels that's yeah. where they got started. So. Pr- yeah, mostly lap steels. And uh, the magnets they used back then were they were not your everyday magnet that we use today. Um, the magnets were thirty seven percent cobalt and and 42 uh, percent moxie right well steel <laughs> you've been waiting all day to use I that <laughs> you know what's what's interesting uh, as far as metal back in world war ii that really changed the way it, it really changed industry and we all know that because they they had the the steel pennies and they used all the copper and yeah whatever so uh gibson was making radio uh equipment for the army back right, then for right. the government so that that really that changed their manufacturing uh when it came to guitars they had acoustic guitars with they made more acoustic guitars that in that time and and uh they didn't some of them didn't have truss rod covers and and whatnot so it it's crazy man how a war back in the day would change the would have somewhat of an impact on the revolution or evolution of guitars during that time period. Because uh-huh. if they had more ac- access to the materials they wanted to use, they would be different today. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Gibson, um, they started out using pickups. They first hired uh, a couple of guys named John and Elvin. Um, and they were from a company in Chicago called Lion and Healy. Uh, they were a, an amp an amp building company, I think. And uh, they had to come up with a design that didn't infringe on the Rickenbackers. Right, which was uh, still the horseshoe at that point. With, with the horseshoe design, but they failed. They they just couldn't do it. Was so, the horseshoe exposed, or was it like? like well, yeah, because you could buy it. Now? No, no, no. But I mean, like, so pickups now. Are, yeah, yes. You know, it's a they were exposed. They it. they were like a. No, I'm not ex- absolutely sure if they actually nickeled the actual horseshoe or not, or what they used, or uh-huh. uh, that's something I'd have to do further research on. But yeah, they were they were exposed, and when when I say horseshoe, I don't. It, it's a very, um, it's like a C shape. A rectangle and a C put together, but the C was almost closed. Right. And the strings actually ran through uh, the 
the hole, you know, the C part, right. the open part. So like uh, almost like a bracelet, got like it. a yeah, like an open-ended bracelet. Right, and the coil was on the bottom there. Interesting. So yeah, so uh, these other guys couldn't come up with another idea. So Gibson just um, they haven't had their own employee uh, come up with the bar magnet pickup and what soon became known as a charlie christian and this guy's name was oh what was the guy's name fuller um and he was the actual inventor of that pickup now when it comes to the patent if somebody looks up the patent they think they're going to find the actual inventor but back in those days um a guy named hart was the manager of the gibson factory of that time, and it was common for uh, the general manager to sign off on patents and right. stuff. So, a, a lot of people will credit him t- for building that pickup. The bar magnet pickup is known as a Charlie Christian, and if you ever seen one of these um, in front of you, they're they're kind of rare. They're I don't really know if I'm sure there's somebody who's making like Jason Lawler might be making this the actual. Uh, structure of the Charlie Christian. Now, if you look up Charlie Christian to buy it, you're going to find P90 size pickups. But an actual bar magnet slash Charlie Christian, um, the the final design has two uh, all Nico magnets that were act. I'm sorry, they were they all Nico. I don't think they were Nico. I think they were still the. Uh, no, not Kunafi. The the cobalt and the steel okay. mix. Um, I have to look that up. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it's a lot to remember here. And uh, there are two bars in the in the in the magnet uh, strength was coming out of the shorter ends. So it, it, it's hard to explain with words, guys. I'm sorry about that. So. If you guys want to go on Google and look up original Charlie Christian pickup, you'll see yeah, what we'll I'm get talking the idea about. Yeah, what that's going on. Yeah, maybe I'll, we'll post a picture or something. But uh, but it's a very large pickup. It's very long, but you only the only exposed part is the P90 size rectangle that pops out of the body. And they first oh. used them on aluminum bodied lab steel guitars. Okay. And they also, then they started using them on the arch tops, and that's where Charlie Christian comes in. Gotcha. So and there, there were three uh, screws on on the arch top that controlled the the pickup position. Um, and when I say pickup position, I I don't mean s- switching it and you know having it come out of the bridge neck or middle. But you could actually adjust the screws to kind of change the tone because, mind you, these magnets were like. Oh, I'm just going to go off of my head from looking in the picture, but at least three, three and a half inches long. Yeah. Really long, maybe four inches long. Well, they didn't long. have to be small because they were buried in the body, right? They were buried in the body. So, so that drove the, that drove the, uh, the magnetic flux. It was a huge wide area, which the strings were actually being, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Utilized. So, um, so yeah, that that was a really really cool pickup, and I have people today saying, "Hey man, you should make Char- the actual Charlie Christian pickup," and and I'm like, "You have no idea what you have to do to get the magnets made and get the parts and 
blah 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 and yeah you probably only ever made like right a couple of them right well i haven't made any right because i know i know it goes in i mostly know it goes into it but you have to route out your guitar yeah or you have to you know defile a right a jazz guitar and and that's just really to say i've got a charlie Ah, look at me i got a charlie christian but what what did that lead up to what did where did what was the next step from Charlie, what's his name again? Christian. Charlie Christian. <laughs> now we're all going to remember it. Say it three times, he'll appear. Well, eventually they made a, a, a really long pickup, and and that uh, really long pickup was, I don't know, it was a four, five, six inches long. It was really long, and they. it's another visual thing. It's really hard to put in words, but it, it covered a lot of the, the, the string area from the neck to the bridge of the guitar. Kind of like a telly, but a lot longer and on a, on a much more slant. Yeah. That really didn't go over well. But again, our friend Easy Jason Gibson Lawler makes it. those. Really? <laughs> yeah, Gibson did. And that's when uh, All Nico was coming around. Okay. And uh, back then, in the late 30s, All Nico was aluminum, nickel, cobalt, steel, and iron. Um, it's a little different than what they make today, and um, and all Nico guys try to figure out what formulas they used back in the old days. Yeah, and and I I got to dig into this a little further, but I'm gonna guess that the industry standard was nothing like it is today. Yeah, uh, due to technology and and materials to make these magnets so a lot more really expensive back ones yeah uh, yeah they, they were more expensive to make back then so why was the alnico a game changer what made it so much more it was a lot more powerful okay it was a lot more powerful so you have you, you can, can make structure smaller, it right smaller magnets St- smaller magnets different structures um it came in bar magnets it came in uh holes and uh so a lot more pickups were made when uh, all nico was uh available um so that's a little history yeah that's and cool it, yeah and it it uh it has evolved it it's it kind of mushroomed man with all these different pickup builders back in the old days they they did, they couldn't infringe on you know company A's, and then company B came out with a design and they patented that. So that's right. what everybody had to make their own thing. So they had to make them different, almost for the sake of being different at that point. Right, and and they had to make them, you know, desirable too. And and you ask me what what came after the Charlie Christian, the long pickup, and right. that was undesirable. So you don't see them right. hardly at all. Then they came up with one a little smaller than that. That was a lot like the Telecaster because the Telecaster was out by then. Yeah. And uh, then then the P90. So let's let's talk about, okay, so cool history. Right. That's great. Um, I think we're all smarter for that now. Maybe not Jeff. Um, but who was that guy? Charlie Christian. Daniels. Charlie Daniels. Yeah, Char- the Charlie Daniels man. Um, uh, so 
Okay, so when we're talking about single pickups, right? Single coil. Yeah. Single, yeah, sorry. Single coil pickups. We're talking about lipstick style. Right. You know, telly, a, a telly neck. Talking about, talking about like a, a, a middle strat or really any of the three strat pickups, right? Okay. Um, and a telly bridge. I mean, those are, we'll say P90s for a different show. They sound a lot different because they have a different resonant peak. Right. But those three pickups, for all intent and purpose, pretty much cover the the landscape of single coil pickups as we know it today. Fair to yeah, say? What defi- yeah, what really defines a single coil pickup is... That there's only one coil and that, you know, it's a single cycle or single cycle. Hello. It's a 60 cycle hum. Right. That is what really makes a single coil. And I know you want to separate the P90 from this and, and I totally understand why. And it, that's totally, uh, that's totally a good way to go. We can acknowledge that they're single coils, but I want to talk in depth about those because I think that there's a, at least I feel like there is a wide range. They're of so different sounding, yeah, Todd. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so so, so I so want right. to keep. I I, I want to stick with like. All right, I got three three pickups on the table. I got a telly neck. I got a strat middle position, and I got a uh, a telly bridge. Right. Yeah, they're so. Let's talk about. What I mean, I which one which one is first? Why or or. Understand the differences between the three and why they are so unique sounding. Let's start with lipstick pickups. Let's do that. Start. Okay. Now, people want to call a telly neck a lipstick pickup. Who, it, what it, people? They're idiots. Whoa. I mean, <laughs> what? Wait, I just said, I know. I just said Because that. it looks like it. Yeah, because no. when it, it, it pops out of the thing, you just see a, a pick art. It, it's, it's lipsticky looking. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a tube, but it's not. The lipstick pickup is a a chrome or nickel tube, and uh, it's it's built a lot differently. They're it's, skinny. They're they are skinny, um, but a properly built traditional lipstick pickup is actually a bar magnet, and that bar magnet is pretty much the same size. It's a little shorter, but it's the same size as, as what you would find in a humbucker. But uh, there's only one coil. You mean, you mean the bar that sits in between the that's two right. singles in a humbucker? That's right. Okay, gotcha. So if we if we took the ca- if we took the case off of, of a lipstick pickup, right. we'll just say, can we just we can call them lipsticks right now? I mean, we're just saying like a Telly sure. style neck pickup, and, and for all totally different, man. What? It's crazy. So the lipstick is is an actual tube, and it's got some. Of feet soldered onto it or whatever. You take one of those apart and you're going to pull out a, a coil wrapped around a bar magnet. Yeah. Whereas if you took if you took a, a Telecaster neck and took that apart and you bent the flaps that are holding that cover on, yeah. you pull it up, you would find all Nico pull magnets. Uh-huh. Six of those individual magnets, but in a lipstick pickup. It's a whole like bar. A, so that'd be like on a Dent Electro or something. Right. So you you have that whole bar as a blade. Now four different 
kinds. Oh, there's much the more. Kind. Oh, yeah. But I mean, but I know that let's there's, more. Basic. there's more anomalies. Right, there's more anomalies, right. but let's let's keep it basic. So, so let's throw that fourth one in there for right now. Since that's sure. What talking about. So you have you have your bar magnet lipstick pickup, and to to be honest, I really don't have any guitars with those on it, so I don't have a lot of uh, experience playing with lipstick pickups, just because of my own personal preference. And that's a lower, typically a much lower output, right? It can be. Okay. Sure. You want it to be lower because you've you've got an awful lot of magnetic strength there. Right. I mean, it's it depending on what grade of magnet you have nowadays, and we can get into the different grades later on. Yeah. Or whenever and talk about that, but maybe, maybe I was wrong in saying that it's a lower output, but there's a I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to classify like. A down electro sound, maybe it's a little bit more brittle. They, you know, they can be. Okay. It all depends. There's so many different variables that yeah. can make it sound that way. Okay. But uh, yeah, you're you're gonna have different resonant peaks. You're gonna have a different. You're gonna have a different sound all together. Together because of the structure, of the pickup itself. Okay. Uh, the way it's built, the the coil of the wire changes your your sound. Uh, the coil of the wire is going to be um, wound differently. It's you're going to have a longer or a shorter depending on the length of the the uh, bar magnet in the actual lipstick pickup uh, versus a tele neck pickup is pretty much a standard um, pole space, and so it it's pretty much so the same take, all the time. And the in the magnet height is always the same. So we too. take a cover off a tele neck. Mm-hmm. It's gonna look going to see. pretty much like a strap pickup, except a lot skinnier. Uh, the distance between the poles are just a little bit closer together. I don't mean not well, not as wide. I mean like the actual right, not as wide. They're not as wide. They're it looks like a strap pickup, except for the uh, the poles are exactly flush uh, with the with the top rather than a strat, and. Uh, the magnets uh, are are usually they're up and down and and uh, which is the same as a uh, a bar magnet, but but uh, the the pole magnets are thicker and they're more concentrated, uh, pointing to the strings. You know the up and, and down and thing. The telly neck. And the telly neck and a telly neck than a a lipstick pickup because okay, a gotcha. lipstick is just a full on One, bar right. from you know left to right. It's all magnet. Okay. So, so yeah, the, uh, so yeah, I think this, this answers your question, uh, the, the bar magnet, the, the coil is going to be a lot differently shaped because yeah. it's wrapped around a bar and the poles are a lot thicker. So you just have a different so, sound. So what is the different, I mean, cause the way that you're talking about it now, it sounds like, oh, if I, if we just take the cover off of a telly neck, um, it's basically Almost the same as a as like a strat, pretty much. style pickup. Yeah, but they sound really different. Do they? you have a you have a? I think they do, don't they? I mean that, that well, was like especially if you, if, you, a, if you put that same pickup into a tele guitar, it takes on a little bit of the tele tone, right? Uh, so 
Well, yeah, because you have so many factors. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of physical factors and everything. Your your body, the wood, and all that kind of thing. Where it is on the telly, Mm -hmm. on the neck, or whatever. And there's there's a pickup that Fender makes called Twisted Telly. It's shaped like a. It's built like a Stratocaster, but you put it in a telly. Yeah. Um, you know, to get that because it is the the Stratocaster has. Um, it's it's. It's wider. Uh, it's got a wider magnet yeah. uh, spread. Um, so it's just shaped a little bit differently. So the pole, but it's the more. actual poles on a, on a telly neck pickup are closer together than a just than a, a tidbit. Just a tad. Yeah, okay. just just a tad. All right, that's yeah. cool. It's got a metallic cover over it, and that probably changes the 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 resonant peak and the right. frequency or whatever. And so some people say they can tell, or and they can't tell, or that's just an argument for... Here's a question. So, uh, a Tele neck pickup, are they as tall? Are they, are they taller than... Because, like, some strap pickups, I mean, they're, they're pretty shallow, They're right? Traditionally, they are a little... The, the winding space is a little more shallow. Okay. So, does that, does that have any effect on the sound? So, like, if we're saying that a Tele... Neck pickup ha- has a, is a taller structure, right? So the winds are are actually taller than a Strat pickup. Does that affect sound in any way, shape, or form? Well, let me let me tell you the main difference. Well, one of the big differences is the wire size used on a Tele neck pickup traditionally. And I'm going to talk traditional vintage here. Um, a Tele neck pickup is wound with 43-gauge wire. And when you have more wire and a thicker wire, it's going to be – you're going to have less resonant peak. You're going to have less highs. And when you have less wire and more resistance, you're going to have a little more highs. And so that's one of the effects – that go to uh, the tele neck pickup compared to a strat because strat is wound with thicker wire and another reason is the top bobbin piece on a telecaster pickup is right at the top of the magnets on most of your traditional now some the magnets do protrude but uh, structure has everything to do with tone so now, the telly, like I said before, because the, the magnets stop right at the flush, right at the top. So you're going to get those magnets a little bit closer to those. Um, to the cover? Yeah, to the cover. Yeah. And then you, have your, then you have your cover that could affect the tone of, of the pickup, depending on the metallic makeup of the cover. Right. Um, so if you get like a really really cheap one or something, yeah. you you might hear some subtle differences between right. like an uh, an older vintage one or something. Strat, strats um, from the fifties until like nineteen seventy four, mid seventy four, the magnets on a Stratocaster pickup were staggered, and that was to make up for the uh, you know the arch the curvature, the, the, the curvature yeah. and the string or whatnot. Yeah, and um, so the tally doesn't have that. Um, the, the neck anyway, but uh, so it's pretty flat radius or not, not flat, but is a flatter radius neck. So the, the telly neck, 
um, does sound a little more bright to some people. And what I explained about the wire. Whoa. What the what a, background music. <laughs> Is that your phone? Yes. Wow. What I yeah, I'm turning it down. And the wire is the one of the biggest differences that it, that contributes to the so your tone so between a strat and a tone. Say, tell us, uh, say the wire one more time. So, so a typical Four. strat has what wire, and a typical telling neck has typical what strat? traditional strat has forty two gauge wire. Okay, and the typical telling neck pickup is forty three. And on the 50s, the, the Tele Neck and the Tele Bridge are both use a 43. And they changed that to 42 uh, because the 43, it was a little hotter and brighter. Yeah. So uh, they used a thicker gauge wire and, and uh, you know, the same amount of winds, but you're going to get a slightly darker sound um, out of a thicker wire. Would you do that? So let's, I mean, this comparison between those two are... are I, I think this is really interesting, and obviously, what we'll get into the Tele Bridge in a second. But the 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 wines you mentioned the wines. Like, are there? I'm curious as to the the difference between the number of the wines. Um, on a typical, you know, if we're talking about like a classic spec. Yeah. Um. I mean, now, for you. For you guys that have actually looked up specs, there's a general information website. I don't remember the name right away, but man, they have all these specifications put together and they have a vintage tele pickup at 900 wine or 9,000 wines of 43 um, gauge wire. A strat pickup? No, a tele neck. Did I say strat? No. No, I said tele neck, right? Now the Strat, the average wine on a Strat is around eight thousand wines. So with eight thousand wines, with forty-two, you get you get around you know five point eight or whatever that, and that depends on the tension of the wire, and that's another thing we'll get into is magnet wire and let's and talk winding. about it right now tension. Do it. Well, let's do it, man. So there's. Two different ways of winding pickup, and that's hand winding slash scatter winding, and then machine winding. So the the wire that you use, depending on the size, is going to have a lot to do with the output of the pickup, uh, meaning the resistance. Now, forty two gauge at uh, eight thousand winds will, like I said before, get you about six k, and if if you're hand winding, you can control the tension as you're winding, because it, it you're just basically holding the wire in your finger, and it, it's kind of like if you take a strand of your hair and you you pinch the hair and then just kind of bring your you know right slide you, you it in your hair back a little bit. You kind of get a feeling of what it's like, but picture it, you know, picture doing that with the wire going through your fingers really quickly, really fast. Yeah. So so when you're saying hand, so we're going to... Your hand guiding it onto the coil and as would, it's being wound onto the... Right. I'm, not, I'm not saying one, pick, or one hand is holding pickup and the other hand is actually feeding the wire onto the bobbin, holding it and actually you know, going right. in a circular... No. Hand winding is when you have a coil on a machine and it's, and it's going at a certain RPM and... 
you and one hand is holding that wire and you're you're hand guiding right. and you're squeezing that wire at the same and time. And that's where scattering comes in. That's scatter winding, that's hand winding. And you can pinch the and the more you pinch that wire, the more resistance you're gonna feel. And you're actually stretching that wire out and you're gonna get more resistance. Now, doing that at you know, random times during windings, that's in another anomaly. You know, right. it creates anomalies and it's it might have something to do with the tone and and uh I called up Mo or uh Seymour Duncan, I don't know, ten years ago and we talked about the difference when I was kind of getting into this. And this guy kept using the word mojo, <laughs> mojo. You'll get more mojo out of hand winding because it's so different and it's unique and all that kind of thing. Well, yeah, it is. And that's why I, I actually do hand wind all my pickups, um, all my single coil pickups that are Strat, Stratocaster. So uh, that actually, you know, Fender style, like Tele, Strat, Jazzmaster, you know, yada, yada. Yeah. And so you get a lot more mojo. There's there's more uh, anomalies and more differences and variances when you hand wind. Machine wind is when you set up a machine and it's all automated and it's the same tension and it's and everything is is uh, the same. So it's so consistent. you do ten pickups, you're gonna have ten almost identical sounding pickups. Yeah, when you machine wind, when right. you hand wind. Pretty much the same too. If you do it all the time, and you basically yeah, you know do the same like. pattern, and and you want to be pretty consistent with your hand winding because so, if you you well yeah you have a product and you call it you know Brandon single wound just for an example the, the, the <laughs> Brandonator for an example all right the Brandonator okay <laughs> okay um, which there is no Brandonator but the Brandonator. You want it to be the same every, pretty much the same every time, or else you can't. One brandinator is going to sound different than the other brandinator. Okay. So you you don't right, want right. to squeeze the crap out of that wire when it's feeding onto that coil because you know one one single coil pickup is going to read at five k, and the next one's going to read at like four k. Right, you know, right, just for right. An example. Right. So so let, just real quick. Um, oh man, so many questions. Uh that's the Actual important tension. one then. What? That's the important one. I don't know what that one is. <laughs> I got too many. Okay. Um, so tension. All right. Let's talk about tension real quick. I know that we're technically good trying to talk about like the main pickup styles. Yeah. But just while we're talking about some of those those things that are creating some of these variances, um, does a tight wind um can't say that without thinking of the Ramones. Sorry. Thank you, Ramones. Um, Does it sound a lot different line? than a loose? Yeah. Like, wound? what? why would you want one or the other? You you don't want a totally super tight wind. Number one, you, that's that's a lot of tension yeah. on, a, on a coil on a structure, especially um, a... A fender style single coil with with poles okay because you'll you'll warp you that it tends to uh the warp the top of the bobbin um you drop it and if you you know any sudden movement like that uh, impact you know it's more likely to break somewhere okay um tonal wise yeah it's it's going to sound a little different than a loosely wound coil. You don't want like a coil kind of that's different? way too loose either. What 
talk about the, the what what is the tonal difference between a tight wound pickup and I don't I don't mean like you know a too tight wound but like a an acceptably tight wound pickup to an acceptably and noticeably different loose wind. Um, we're really getting into the. Uh, it's you're going to have a slightly different resonant peak and. Um, so in 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 playground terms, like because here here's the deal, it this could be one of those questions that's like every guitar player is knows that you pick well not every guitar that you player, wind up but you wind up yeah. but but it's like well what's the difference between one that's wound tight and one that's wound loose that's a very simple question um, that could have a very complex answer. Yeah, there's. It is a very complex answer, and let me give you a few examples. Okay. Instead of me, you know. Yeah, give us the dumb. Giving version. you an answer that you're just scratching From your me. head at. <laughs> so, let's take coil A and coil B, and let's say they don't get wax potted, or that's maybe a, even oh they do. Oh my gosh, dude, that's a whole other different thing. <laughs> so a really loose coil, you're going to have loose loose wires, loose coils. Vibrations are going to uh, of of these loose windings are going to cause feedback in this pickup. Okay. Um, and it's not the good kind, like the Jimi Hendrix kind. Okay. It's the kind that just that pierce through your your eardrums, and you just want to run away. A tight coil, you're not going to get as much feedback. Prob, you know, you're, it's it's not probable. But and other things can cause feedback too. Uh, Depending on how the pickup's built, right? Anything really loose on a pickup structure, like the magnet or anything that, that could vibrate or anything, is going to cause feedback. Um, so let's let's talk about you know loose versus tight wind tension. Um, you have coil A with a loose wind wound uh, coil uh, with the same type of wire and coil B with a really tight one. The coil B is going to have more resistance. Coil A is, is not. Um, because when you add a lot of tension to wire, it thins out to wire. You have, you have more resistance. Right. We're not talking about resistance in the electrical audio, like resistance, capacitance, that kind of thing. We're talking about actual physical Resistance, yeah, caused by tension. Right. So, so yeah, there's there's two little differences between you know the loose. So there's a little bit of personality that you might get bit, in yeah, there. Like there's a winder a, that I know a squirrelier that, sounding guitar maybe. Well, yeah, some some winders like a, a slightly loose coil because. It adds in the dynamics. Okay. And you know what dynamics are, you know, soft, loud, um, you know, the way you pluck or pick or hold your pick, the way you do this or that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that contributes to that. Um, and then other other builders say it doesn't. But that's really, it's some of this... Some of this stuff can be arguable too. Yeah. So I don't want to... Well, no, but I, that's... I totally understand what you're saying, just in the sense that we're talking about things and i've i've mentioned this word many times on the show is that like there's a black there's a black art to so much of these things and black arts just kind of mean either variables it can so mean many, many. Un, you know 
physical variables, electronic variables, audio variables that we just have to say, I okay, awesome, it's hand wound, that's good. You yeah, know? and let me tell you too, the most typical things that a lot of players know as far as uh, variances and pickups, number one is output. When a typical guy that knows a little bit enough or that knows enough to get himself in trouble thinks about it, he thinks of the output, what grade is the magnet, and, and you know, what even what type of wire uh, is on the pickup. So Cupid's here. Cupid just showed up. I know. <laughs> I, I thought I turned this phone down. Uh, so we can even get into the wire too. But that's I think that's more of a general pickup uh, thing. Let's yeah. Um that is a general pickup thing. But the wire, I mean, we're talking about all the things that are that are starting to create some of the differences between these. So, right. so you touch on the wire real quick. You well, you're okay, so your typical guy I didn't even finish that that one thought. Your typical guy knows um, maybe twenty percent of right. what actually changes the sound in a pickup. Right. So I deal with that every time. I deal with a customer that knows enough, and he tells me what he wants. And so it's tough sometimes when he says, "Man, I want to pick up that reads ten k output that has a all Nico five bar, and I want it to sound like Jimmy Page." It's like, ah. Oh. Uh, you know, and I, I got to have the plain enamel wire. Now let's, let's use that opportunity to go in the wire. We're in the wire. There's different. You had, when we visited your place, you had a huge rack of different color wires, a different wire, different type of wire, different. Yeah. Different diameter, diameter wire, right? Yeah. Um, so you have your, your pickup wire and you can order this wire with different, uh, size, um, jackets or insulation that are yeah. that's around the actual copper okay uh, there's there's thick there's thin and i'm just generalizing it, generalizing here and there's mid and and whatever typically we pickup builders use the thinner wire um the the thinner insulated wire i'm sorry and there's different there were different kinds of insulations that were used in the Excuse me. In the early days, and those two main insulations were called Formvar, and another one is called Plain Enamel. Formvar. Formvar. Formvar is like a deep copper, like a nice deep dark copper color. Excuse me. It was basic. It's basically, in my opinion. <laughs> Jeez, oh Pete, that darn water <laughs> cut me off. You <laughs> some Pepto. I can't help it. All kinds of stuff. I can't help it. No. Oh, okay, so back to the form bar. Form bar. I love it. It's so, beautiful wire. It. Yeah, it's. I think it starts out clear. Maybe oh, we're, or, we're gonna post up that picture too after for this episode. Like it was really cool. A giant rack of wires. Right on. So. It changes all the time too. So, Formvar is. I'm gonna. I, I'd like to say it's a. It's a clear, somewhat ambered. Uh, it's like a resin. Yeah. Okay. Like a resin, and 
And it's actually dripped onto the wires. It's going through the assembly thing. And is it on the outside of the wire or the inside of the wire? Outside of the wire okay, because gotcha. it, it insulates the wire. So the early form VAR is a lot darker because they had less, um, you know, there was more impurities in the, sure. in the chemical makeup or whatever. And the new form VAR today is more of a clear coat around the wire. Okay. It's a different color. So it's easy to tell between an actual original wound 50s pickup to a 50s pickup today but that was rewound with the newer wire so you could you know you could keep yourself from getting you know screwed over by some guy trying to make a buck because the the original uh wound 50s pickups fender you know pretty dark brown pretty dark really dark like yeah brownish coppery it's beautiful so (laughs) If you're a pickup guy, you know what I'm talking about. So, anyway, plain enamel is more of a purplish type of, and you find that on a lot of Gibson pickups. Yeah. Um, Also, Fender used those, used that type of insulation wire on Tele and uh, mostly, well, Tele, and then they used Formvar on Stratocaster. Okay. And you know what? After all these years, I never found out why. Why did they use the Formvar insulation wire on most of their Stratocaster models? And they have always used uh, plain enamel on the Tele. So you you want to think right away that it's a tonal thing because the structure of those single coils. Well, it could be. I mean, is it a, is it, was it the Tele neck or the Tele bridge? Because the Tele bridge is exposed. So maybe there's both. an exposure thing. Both. <gasps> both. Both. Even though uh, the right. wire gauges were different, it was the same. It was the same uh, jacket. That's so your, that's your homework then. What about right. price? Price of the wire? Because tellies were made to be cheaper guitars originally. Yeah, that could be that could be a fact. And uh, I'm sure somebody else, yeah, another winder out there, probably knows after some super. Tellies. Smart vintage guy probably knows this this question, but that's a really good question. Still brought price. Up. It's very interesting, um, and and I don't know if the price has something to do with it because in the CBS era, when CBS bought Fender in '60, they eventually started using plain enamel on both Stratocaster and the Tele. And uh, what? Yes. The hell. Why did they do that? <laughs> But they did. So the history of interesting. It is really interesting, and it'd be curious to test one against the other, like just a just a A B test. You know, I've done it. I've done a, a general A B with my ears, yeah. and I can't really tell a huge difference. I can't imagine that an insulator would have that much to do with the um it can it can it's an anomaly in it itself <laughs> one was probably toxic it is because and killed oh, yeah, yeah because yeah. Now, many people and the thickness of the insulation is going to have more of a factor we're talking about like microns right right I mean, but if you if you hook up your guitar to one of those computery frequency thingy dookies right which you, play, you have one of those at your place, don't you? Well, of course. How am I going to? What's it called? I don't remember. <laughs> you have something for so long, you don't pay attention <laughs> okay, to what, what I got the you. software is. Right. You just press the thing. I don't know. But anyway, uh, 
Yeah, the frequency is going to be a little different. It, okay. But you got to make sure you have the exact uh, charged, you know, magnet. Everything's got to be the same. Sure. If you're going to test one thing to another, yeah. there can't be any more variances. Right. So it's, interesting. It's all, man, it's just all just a, a big mystery. And some people think they have everything nailed down to a T and what things are supposed to sound like. But variances there's so many variances and so many different that's why there's so many different pickup makers, pickups imagine, right I pickup mean. makers there's so many different pickups there's so many different uh even uh, let's talk about magnets man whoa let's, yeah let's okay hang on we're gonna have to save because i know the magnets are vital next time we have to we'll talk about mag because i think magnets actually maybe play a bigger role arguably they are one of the main roles Yes. In, in the humbuckers. Huge role. Okay. So let's save that for the humbuckers. I can't wait. Okay. So now quickly, let's... I just realized there's quite a ring in this room. I never realized that before. Um, so, okay. We have left out my personal favorite, which is the Tele Bridge. So, all right. Playground, playground doctor version here. I don't know what that means. Okay. Playground doctor. I'm, I'm gonna do, regular Joe. That doesn't sound good. Regular Joe. So the telly different. The, the telly different. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. The telly bridge. As you guys could tell, no, not, man, I yeah, stumble words bridge. all the time, man. So so I'm sorry for that. But the telly bridge is, is different than the other two in itself. Number one, it's got that big old copper plate. Right. That not thing, all of them have that, though. Um, All of the vintage ones do. Okay. So, man, I, it's just automatic for me to go to vintage specification. Right. And it's traditional. And if you were to buy a normal, that's, you would have a copper plate for a normal, everyday, traditional Tilly thing. Right. Uh, pick up. That, that plate brightens it up. It, it, it changes the uh, magnetic flux field and in the direction of that. And because it is magnetic, it does stick to those magnets. Um so yeah, it does change the the, the magnetic flux strength, uh, which attributes to the tone. Uh, the the winding is it's the pull spread is much wider because it is mounted on an angle, angle. on the guitar. It's closer to the bridge itself. You're gonna have less oscillation from the strings. Yeah. And when those strings disrupt the magnetic flux field that's happening around the pickup. Um, It, the strings need to be made of nickel or other magnetic materials. I had to bring that up too. Yeah. The resulting vari variations are converted through the coil uh, that you have wound there, and it's sent through a weaker signal, which is then sent to the the wiring harness, and and that wiring harness, you know, depending on what kind of uh, pots you have, there's 250k, 500k, right. one meg. Well, anyway, that's that's how most pickups work, but, and I went off another tangent. I'm sorry about that, but so the bridge is in a different position of the guitar. It's made a lot differently. It's really bright and that's what they wanted. Right. And it's, that's why they went is it, from, is it bright because there's less oscillation and it, one of that attributes to, to actually it. like just, yeah, you have a lot, a little harder. You have a lot more higher frequencies. You have, you have less oscillation. You have a, a real bright 
the higher a output. Real bright sound. That's why your neck pickup, when you you have your selector switched down to the bridge and you 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 strum and it's super bright, it's piercing, you know, and then you Yeah. I mean the the, the term it, ice pick is often associated with absolutely. that. Absolutely. You switch to the neck and you have a lot of a bass and bass response. And that's because of the string oscillation. Right. Right. It's but, much wider, so but you have more bass response. But the bridge is also a higher output than the neck. It is. And with a, a larger like oscillation, twi- there's almost, almost, not twice, nah. almost twice. Well, right? you have, yeah, the bigger the oscillation, the more, the bigger, whatever is more bass response is going to be louder naturally. And that's why you have a less output. Well, you're supposed to have a less On output the neck. neck. That's right. why they used a, uh, a smaller wire diameter. So like I said before, it's um, all coming, becoming clear now. Yeah, the thinner the wire, the more resistance. The more turns lengthen a coil, the less range and higher frequencies. So that that's why they use the. Uh, that's why they they built the pickups the way they did to, you know. I don't know, to get the sound that they got right. out of the telly. Uh, my so, brain is about mush here. Yeah, yeah, no. I, <laughs> sorry I, about I'm that. Sorry, I'm, I'm putting you through the ringer. But I love it. I think that, that that's a unique thing. That when you look at the telly, you're like, okay, you got the neck pickup. And I feel a, a little sheepish because I've uh, erroneously called that a, a lipstick for a long time. Because I, I, oh, you dude, know. that's common, man. Okay, that's good. common. People I'm, I'm common. call it that all the time. But technically, it's it's not. Right? Well, because it's a different structure, or whatever. Right. But right. Who a really true, cares? A true lipstick. Well, I mean, but, but what's inside that is a is very different from what you told it us. It is very different. It's okay. Very so different. so let's get back to so the telly. You got your neck pickup, uh, lower output, uh, and uh, thinner wire. You got the bridge pickup, which is thicker wire, higher output, um, bigger magnets. Right, mm-hmm. bigger magnet. Uh, not no, not really. Actually, they're shorter. In shorter the magnets. Position. Yeah, okay. the coil is actually shaped a little bit different than the neck. The neck is the neck coil. It's it's a little the the magnets are a little bit taller. Okay. Um, same diameter poles, but like I said, the string. The, oh, the, the farther the apart. The string. Okay, gotcha. Farther apart on the bridge. Right. So, but then, if, so think about the sound of, of uh, a telly, especially in the the the, the classic telly mm-hmm. sound is the middle position to using both of those. That's where that the classic quack, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, you got a Strat, which has essentially three of the same pickups. Mind is blown. Right. Right. So the there, positions. you're just relying on the position. Exactly. You you still have tons of variables, even though uh, typically if you get out of vintage Strat, uh, if you take pickguard off and you look underneath and you test the pickups, there's there's some that have the exact same resistance uh, output on each pickup. They're right. all the same. I mean, they could be identical pickups. Right. Uh, like scientifically cloned. And it will sound different in every, and that's because of the string oscillation and yeah, yeah, yeah. magnetic flux. Right, and you and know. then if if you are Jeff, then you've adjusted the pickup height every day. Yeah, I mean you just think if you 
actually had a separate volume control on each pickup on a Stratocaster. Well, and I mean, there's some crazy Japanese ones in the 60s that like did that kind of well, crap. Well, yeah, because you could change the tone between two pickups just just by backing off the volume. Right. And if you can even change out your pots from 250 to 500K and to one I meg. I did that on accident on an old telly that I had. Yeah. <laughs> I plugged in and I was like, what the... <laughs> Yeah, the larger huge difference. Yeah, the larger K. Uh, it was pot. The, really the brighter hot. you're gonna get. Yeah, it was like that's why they oof. they put one megs on the on the uh, the higher output pickups we talked about in the first interview I was yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Kind of make up for the real bright, shrill sound. Yeah, the wide ranges. I yeah, like those pickups, man. Yes, I gotta, get, I gotta get those in a guitar. Dang. Oh man, I'm your man. Woo-hoo. Oh man, there's. There's so many more questions we got, but we are running at capacity. Yes. I want to say one more thing. Say it. Typically in a traditional telly, yep. the neck pickup was actually, it actually was a little hotter than the bridge. Really? And it, yeah, they tried to make up for the brightness uh, with the wire uh, in, in other ways, old, other ones? than just the output. Yeah. On, on the older ones? On the older ones, yeah. But on the newer ones, it's a lower output. I don't know. It depends what model you I get. I'm pretty sure. Well, that goes to show you that output, like when you measure a pickup with your with your meter for the yeah. guys that actually do that. Yeah, that's what I was doing. That doesn't always determine how louder or how brighter, how I mean, that's just one one little factor. Sure. That's it. So don't don't think that's the but that's end all reason why it's louder. Or no, softer. but that I mean, when you are going to buy a new set of pickups, like the first thing listed is the output, right? Tell, Everybody associates a hot or a, a weak pickup with output, right? So I but just it, I just want to put to that out there and position and all that business. Oh my yeah. gosh, there's so many things. Okay, Woo. oh single pickups one oh single coil pickups one oh one. There's Tons of Jeff looks like he just got ran over by a truck. I want to ask a Your question. Face. Do it. Hot pickup. Since we're on the subject of hot pickup versus weak pickup, when you are selecting, why would you ever want a hot pickup? Because I would think everybody is going like, "Oh yeah, I want more. I want more. It's got to be hotter." Why would I want a hot pickup versus a weak pickup, or vice versa? Yeah, it's a good question because I don't really like hot pickups all that much. However, um, you get typically you get a hotter pickup um, because you want more mids. You want more mid rangey growl. You know, you want more thickness and and just you know heavy metal. So a good example. I'm going to interject real quick, right? I, at one point, I decided, oh, I want to see what a different pickup is going to sound like in my telly. I've got a Nashville uh, Deluxe three-pickup telly, okay? Um, I decided I'm going to switch out the bridge for um, the Seymour Duncan quarter pounders. Oh, good Lord. And I put it in, and I'm like, damn, this sounds like a flipping the humbucker now. <laughs> yeah. like, that, I mean, it was huge difference yeah but it wasn't a huge difference that i really wanted Mm -hmm. and i was trying to think of like i guess if someone is playing some like 
like background, like hard hard blues rhythm on maybe a a lighter output amp. It's maybe a smaller amp that might actually sound really good. Yeah, they might be accustomed to it the, wasn't, it the wasn't feel for of me, a guitar. But you know? I mean, the, those pickups were significantly larger, um, and it just you know that's not the sound that I that I ultimately wanted, and I I, I took them out, but um, it made a huge impact on it, and it was it was. It was hotter. It was bigger. It was thicker. I mean, they call it a quarter pounder for a reason. It's like, right. whoa, you know, well, quarter inch magnets, right? In diameter, yeah. yes. So, well, and also quarter pounder to put a cap on. <laughs> yeah, to put a cap on the first episode of of the single coil. Basically, you got your single cycle hum, which a lot of people don't like. That that's uh, because the 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 pickups basically you know mistaken as a well, not mistaken as, but it's a uh, antenna that picks up frequencies. And, it, and it, so, for and anybody also that doesn't know what that is, let let's just say that is like when you plug in a telly classically, yeah. it's noisy. It yeah, just and says an old like, Fender amp, and it's like, you know, it's, it sounds like it's like an old electronic thing is on. Some guys love it because you get this true single coil sound, right? And you can't have one or the other, and then. And uh, some people just can't stand it. Right. Unless you get like a noise suppressor. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, so you, you have that. That's what classifies a single coil. There's only one coil. And it's got single. That, that's a single coil. And it all, uh, the way it sounds, it all depends on what materials you have, how the structure, it, how the structure is built. You have your three main components, which is magnets, your coil, and the structure that holds it all together. Right. It so all depends on like go. 20 different things. That's your single coil. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. P90 yeah. is a single coil, but let's get into P90s in well, a different yeah. episode we'll, we'll, because they sound so different. We'll do that. Um, right. And I still, you know, maybe we can somehow approach this on the Humbucker uh, 101, but I, I'm, I'm so curious about the height of the structure versus you know each other when you have something that's like a tall structure versus a really really short structure and i'm talking about the actual height of the actual bobbin right yeah uh, ver- you know so like the variances between those and like does that have any impact at all absolutely changes the resonant peak oh my gosh that's all he says resonant i know peak. man yeah resonant the resonant peak, peak that's peak. a yeah it's it's measured it's on a put a- on um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Ooh. Hey, we gotta. Ooh, we gotta stop. Um, I don't know about you. Well, you probably don't know because you've been talking the entire time, which is cool. We thank you for that. But I'm. I have more questions now than I did. Great. <laughs> which is, I guess, that's a good thing. We opened a big we're, ass we're can, doing man. A, a, a service. Um. All right. We're gonna do our our top four real quick. Um. Even though it's three, we're just gonna keep calling the top four. I don't care. I can, I'm the I'm the boss. I get to do that. Um, I like it. So okay, top four this week is a single pickup, single coil pickup of choice. Okay, scenario example: you have an empty uh, an empty guitar body. You have three pickups. Let's say four, four pickups. On the table, you've got a true lipstick, 
okay, which we learned about. You've got your telly neck. you got a strat pickup. And you've got a telly bridge pickup. All right? Those are your four choices. And where are you putting them and what are you putting them on? You're putting them <laughs> in... You're just you're putting them in the, let's say the the bridge position, so like the single coil guitar, a one a, a one pickup guitar, right? Uh, it's got to be a a single coil in a bridge position. I can I say you can put extent? it anywhere you want. Right, it's, I'm, it's gonna, it's I'm, empty I'm guitar. going to say, do whatever you want. My favorite at this point in my life, it's got to be a, just a good old strap pickup in the neck position, single coil. All day long, man. Just, just a nice traditionally wound. I'm neck confused pickup. by that because you're like you big classic rock humbucker dude. What well, uh, we're not talking about. I it. make yeah, a lot yeah, of humbuckers. Everybody wants those. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. an option. My bad. Everybody wants the PAF. I don't know. I don't whatever know the sparkly does. sound. Yeah. It's yeah. a great pickup. I yeah. love those too. Okay, so different so, animal, man. Strap, strap pickup in the neck position. Well, my top four when I was first here was the neck position on a guitar. Yeah. On a Strat. Yeah. And for the same reason, I'm saying a Strat pickup single coil. Okay. Because in the neck position, just a nice, crystal clean, straight through uh, an old Fender tube amp with just a pinch of reverb. That sound amazing. Just a pinch of reverb, man. You can. There's so many different uh, ways that you can play. You, you can yeah. play loud. You can play soft. That, that's it's one of those. So many dynamics. When people hear. You just hear have two or three notes, and people go, "Oh, it's so chimey and yeah, it's recognizable." Uh, that, that's okay, that's got to be my favorite. Okay, good. You're officially done now. Hefe, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going with? I'm in the same place, same direction. Um. I do have a lipstick in the in a telly, and that's what I'm most used An to playing. An actual lipstick? I don't know. <laughs> now I got to go figure out what the hell I got in there for sure. Well, if it's a telly, it's probably not a lipstick. I mean, is that safe to say? That's safe to say. Well, listen, mean, man, I'm start. I'm sorry, I stomped all over. No, your, that, that dude. Your thoughts of what a lipstick was? What is I, a lipstick? I apologize. That's I don't know. absolutely <laughs> helpful because. I, I don't want to go around saying, oh, check out my lipstick pickup. Well, it's not a lipstick pickup. I think you're still safe doing that because do you want to be the guy that corrects everybody in the world? Yeah, you Somebody's don't want to be that to. guy, right? Somebody's got yeah, to do it. I'd rather do that, actually, than, than sound worse. Like saying, Exedra or stuff like that. Oh, gosh, don't get me started on that. Yeah, so I don't know what it is on the... On the okay, so, so your, your, your telly neck pickup. Yep. Okay. I'll figure out what it is. I'm going with telly bridge all day long. I've freaking love that pickup i love it it's got just balls i love it yeah it's got power that to me like when when i have that there that's just like it just it's power it but is. it's not but it's not it's not muscle it's different to me a humbucker's muscle it's present it's what yeah. it is it's got a, a very bitey mid-range it is it's got an attitude cuts yeah cuts through yeah anyways all right Ooh wee! I knew this was going to be a good one, and I am excited for the other two. Um, uh, Brandon, thanks a lot, Jared. <laughs> that, <laughs> you're I, welcome. I eat pizza with this dude like once a week for pizza. I, oh you're God. welcome, and and if anybody thinks that I misled anybody on this info, you know, please let me know. No, that's that's a good point. Just a my a tiny disclaimer here. Like I know when I was earlier researching humbuckers, I mean. 
the history when you're talking about the old stuff back then. Yeah. I mean, I had five different sources saying five different things. And I was like, this is crazy. How who's can right? It, yeah, who's right? So, hey, you know what? To the best of our knowledge, Jared, what you shared, we're going to call right. And if it's and if it's wrong, then, uh, you know, we'll probably hear about it. And we can talk about if it. If it's wrong, give me a call. We'll talk about it. Yeah. And you could buy some pickups. <laughs> 10% off. Whoops. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's mention that really quick. 10% off, everybody. So on the brand new site. <laughs> Are you sure? At theguitarnobs.com. Um, we, uh, at the very top, in the very top right-hand corner, you're going to see a little tiny orange triangle. If you click on that, there is a little deal and uh, from, from Brandon Wound Pickups. And uh, uh, we'll, uh, you know, just give them a holler and, and check it out. Um, but I also want to make it abundantly clear that we are, you know, this is Jared's introduction show and we're not going to beat you over the head with buy Jared's pickups all, all oh, the time. Oh, absolutely not. There's a lot of different uh, pickup makers that are just really different than what I do and I specialize in, and I cannot wait to get them on the show. Yeah, yeah. So that he was very adamant about that, like I said, and, and I agreed with him too, um, but we did want to take this moment to just make a shout-out and welcome him to the show Thank and you. welcome everybody to our new website. And good... Bye. Bye. See ya. Well, that wraps it up for these knobs. Join us on Facebook on our group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs and on Twitter at guitar underscore knobs. We're also on Instagram at guitar knobs and on our website, theguitarknobs.com.